Dr. Dennehy, favorite drink of bulls, bears, hawks, socks, bulls, say goodbye a little longer like I ate a piece of big red. What up? It's another episode of the Stay at Home Fans podcast. Only this time, we're not coming to you from a basement in Denver. No, no, no. We're coming to you from a studio apartment in Denver. Uh, still from our unsuspecting sponsor, Astroglide. I'm not doing it. <laughs> but we've got a special little treat for our listeners, you don't might, we, Evan? You might notice a little sound effect is missing, happily. I'm not mad about it. No, definitely no complaints. This is kind of rad. I, You know what, dude? My back's feeling pretty good. You don't want to know why? Tell me why, Evan. I feel like there's a giant weight taken off of it. <laughs> Yeah, no longer have to carry the podcast. (laughs) Oh, man. I know. I know. That's nice. Well, yeah, our friend uh, and counterpart Dane Mellick is uh, in Nashville right now on a bachelor party. No, not his own. He's uh, still very, very single. Um, Evan, what do you think the odds are that he uh, acquaints himself with a female? Well, are you asking me? What the odds are of him actually acquainting himself with a female or him telling us that he's acquainted himself with a female? We'll start with the good <laughs> news. So the uh, him telling us. You know, I've been proud of Dane lately. I, uh, listeners, yes, Dane is not here. We're going to use this opportunity to talk a lot of shit about Dane for the most part. And we'll say some nice things about him. But I'll lead it off with I've been, I've been proud of Dane lately. I feel like he's been putting himself out there a little bit more. He's gone on a couple dates. Um, he's been going on dates. I didn't know that. Oh, nice! <laughs> Not gonna yeah. say the uh, name of with who, but you might know her by her e- nickname. Do <laughs> 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 it, fucking bird. Um, but uh, but yeah, I you know what? I'm I'm gonna I give him a I'll give him a one out of five. Give him a twenty percent chance. <laughs> it's not bad for him to say or for him to. Oh no, I think it's like four out of five. He he comes home with a great tale about how he hooked up with possibly two females at the same time. Oh okay, that's very possible. You know there are like a lot of bachelorette parties there, and I hear bachelorette that's parties true. get pretty weird. That's a good point. I've never been to one, obviously. I know at this point though, I just feel like I need like video evidence. I know. You know. I know. Word of mouth. I'm hoping for him, you know. I'm always pulling for him. I feel like, you know, Dane's a great guy. Dane. He deserves deserves a great lady. Yeah, Dane, if you're listening right now, (laughs) go get it, buddy. We love you. Go get it. You know what I say, too? Lower your standards a bit. Yeah. You you know, get a little practice in there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like you might be out of touch a bit. Yeah, a little few practice swings. You go to the range, if you will. Exactly. You know, you don't have to try it. You're not playing Pebble Beach every weekend, okay? You got to get out there. You go to Park Hill. You hit a you hit a bucket. You start with the wedges. And you play a little better the next round. Yeah. Yeah. Then you just, you know, refine. Dial it in over time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping. I, I'm sure he's going to have a good time either way. Um, you got this, Dane. We're pulling for you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Hang in there, bud doing great um sorry for everyone listening in case there's too much sound in the background we're actually watching the uh, kansas state kentucky game live right now there's 335 left in the first half and kansas state is winning 26 to 19 um this is just coming off the heels of a huge upset uh loyal of chicago well i guess it's not that big of an upset because they're both lower seated teams but Number 11, Loyola Chicago over, uh, I think it was number 7, Nevada. Rolls on, dude. How much of it would you say is due to Sister Jean? Um, Speaking of rolling on. Probably actually none, but 100% <laughs> due to the good Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, that's all three games of theirs have now been won by, what, less than two points? So they've won their right? three games by a combined four points. <laughs> that is, I mean... If anything were to make you believe in miracles, Sister Jean, 98 years old, hanging in there for him. I know. That's impressive. And she, the interview, she's like, we're staying until Saturday. <laughs> Get one more game. Didn't, wasn't, didn't she say that even she didn't think that they would make it to the Sweet 16? Yeah, she thought they were yeah, going to yeah. be gone. I, mean, like, I, even, I feel like even her was like, praying could only do so much. <laughs> Got to have reasonable <laughs> expectations. But I love it, man. I love the, you know, I love the underdog story. <laughs> I've had 90 plus years to realize the good Lord won't give me everything I want. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, they also they had like Cincinnati, Tennessee, um, Arizona, uh, and Virginia, the number one overall seed in that uh, side of the bracket. So it's so who who are they potentially playing next? They'll be playing the winner of this game, like oh, Kansas okay. State Kentucky game. Nice. Let's go Kansas State. And I think they'll have a shot. They they look good. It's kind of nice. And we're watching this game. And if any of you guys have been following along with our uh, the bet that we have going on this tournament, this one does not matter at all for the three of us. So it's just nice background noise, I'd say. It's just good. Yeah. You know, we don't have a third person here. So, you know, we in case things go off the rails, we can always just start true. talking Come about the game. It. Yeah, I guess. You know, it's like the... It's like the uh, the easy button, if you will. <laughs> the eject, the escape route. Yeah. Um, well, should we get into it a little bit? Let's do it. All right, cool. So we do have uh, a couple notes here. Um, golf tournament going on this weekend. Uh, some might call it the March Madness of Golf. Why Everybody calls it the March Madness of Golf, Dane. Okay, you don't have to put that in the headline. Uh, the WGC <laughs> Dell Match Play Championship is going on. Um, fun tournament. I love I love the match play format. I wish they had more match play tournaments. I really wish they did too. It makes it I don't know. It feels like you're like out playing with your buddies. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like watching like I I wonder if they do any like side gambling while they're playing the match play. I could see Phil doing that. Oh, definitely. Phil had a great great day today. He uh I think he was down 4 at a point and then came back with the victory. Um <laughs> saw him miss a couple 5 foot putts. Early on in the round, and then seemed to have pulled it together, or his uh, the guy he was playing against just fell off. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> see it. More I a did, case of the latter, to be honest. I didn't really see uh, much of it at all, actually. Um, yeah, a couple of interesting notes. DJ is already out, I believe. Um, one thing I am actually excited to see is tomorrow, uh, Jordan Spieth and Patrick Reed will play heads up. Yeah, I saw that. Winner moves on, and uh, I, I'm pretty sure that they're boys, and I've you know they're Ryder Cup. Uh, teammates and everything, but did you see last weekend Patrick Reed throwing a little shade at Jordan Spieth? Oh yeah, saying that his <laughs> like was... back was sore or something like no, that. No, he was uh his he had like uh, uh his ball was in like a weird place and he had like he basically Dude, had I hate doing it when that happens, <laughs> especially when it's only one. Oh I know. Um, like if you wear underwear that's way too tight. Ugh. Yeah. Now uh, what's your what's your what underwear are you rock? Your boxer brief boxer. Oh. What you I'm typically a boxer brief kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like if you don't wear boxer briefs, you're weird. Yeah, you know. I don't know. Otherwise, they just like hang briefs are like the boy shorts one, right? Or yeah. is that like the V cut? Briefs the are like Superman the, underwear. The Superman. Oh, right? oh, oh, you go like, like modern whitey tighties. No, 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 no. Boxer briefs, like they've got yeah, they come more down length. like to the yeah. thigh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but the but what's the other one that just goes like there's like you know v's yourself yeah that's brief is that just brief that's just a brief tidy whities yeah well i don't know i mean but i feel like people like i feel like there's like a modern tidy whitey now whitey tidy is tidy whitey or whitey tidy tidy whitey <laughs> so it doesn't matter um but it's definitely tidy whitey okay my mind was just blown um but Patrick Reed, yeah, his, he basically had to, like, incur a penalty, and he was talking to the officials and was like, oh, I bet if I was Jordan Spieth, I wouldn't have to take a penalty here. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, talking some shit about him. I think it was all in jest. Yeah. Um, I wish it wasn't. I wish golfers talked more shit to each other, like fighters. Like, if they, like, had to, like, if they knew that they were playing against each other, like, if they paired up, like, Tiger and Phil, and then there was, like, they did, like, a little UFC countdown for it, and it was just them talking, like, years of talking mad shit to each other and stuff. I feel like that would make it, like, so much more heated to watch. Yeah. You know, everybody's too nice in golf. What would be sweet is if they did, like, a bunch of these match play events. Like, throw eight of them in throughout the year. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, have somebody become the, like, make it so that there's, like, a the winner of the match play Heavyweight title series. of the world. Yeah. Like, the, the open weight. PGA match play champion of the world. And yeah. Everybody's coming for that belt. Dude, that's what they should do. They should yeah, make a belt a for the belt. match play. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't talking. know. I just like, look, as much as I don't like 
Ian Poulter, right? I mean, you're an American. Everybody hates Ian right. Poulter. You have to. He's a little bitch. He's rude to his to the people that works for he him. He wears a fucking visor. Yeah, he wears a visor. The fuck out of here. Fucking prick. Um, But I like having, like, a bad guy character in the game. You I need know. that. Yeah, I think, like, you need more of that. Like, one thing that the UFC does really well is that, like, they well they they work on it and we'll get to this later actually um but there's so many different personalities in mixed martial arts mainly because like but yeah you don't get a lot of country club kids good like getting the fighting francis and gano you had like black bane versus yeah, like the fireman the fireman like the community like hero all american the american story yeah yeah 100 percent. like there's so many good um you know, there's so many good backstories. Like, I, I look, I get it that golf is, well, let's be honest, a lot of rich white kids that grew up in country clubs. Um, but still, like, I wish that there, I don't know, I just wish there was a little bit more personality shown in some of these, a little bit more conflict or something, because, you know, it is, it's the gentleman's game. It's always, I don't know. It's just, I just wish that they sold, just sold people's stories more. I know. Like, and that's why I feel like you, you, can get a story in match play because you're yeah. going against an opponent just 100 just that person and you can like it's so much more of an intimidation thing and and uh like you can have a terrible hole it only counts as one hole like yeah. whereas like you know if you have a one bad hole on the first day of a tournament like i don't know it can throw your whole your whole day off yeah. like it can throw your whole tournament off but this is just like you can instantly turn that around the very next hole mm-hmm. and be, win that hole. And I don't know. I feel like that would lead to so many more storylines too, because like it, just like how many times on a, on a tournament, like is it the end of the round and the guys coming in the last group, like don't even have a chance to win. Yeah. Or there's like one guy who's already run like away with it. Like, yeah, no, it happens a like lot. We're like, it's often like where the, two competing people aren't in the same group. Right. And so, like, it's no head-to-head stuff. It's just yeah. two guys going out doing yeah, their match own play, thing. You're guaranteed to get the winning two play against each other. Yeah. Yeah, man. Th- it was super exciting last year with uh, John Rahm facing off. John Rahm, who was, like, brand new on the scene, too. Obviously, he's made a name for himself since then, but taking on the number one in the world at the time, uh, Dustin Johnson, um, in a pretty good battle. Yeah, but like I yeah, I agree. These match plays like create stories that I wish that they did more throughout uh tournaments during the year. I wish we should do like a poll on Twitter or something like that. See if golf fans would be in favor of more match play events. Yeah. They they added another one that team match play one that they did down in New Orleans last year. Um which it was great. I I feel like it was I think it was like the Zurich classic or something like that um and i feel like that's just like it's a way to take one of those tournaments that normally nobody would care about and turn it into something more exciting i wish that they did that with like they should have games where they're like i don't know playing skins or something like i don't know like if they just like added a different element to it especially in those smaller tournaments yeah yeah i don't know i think it would make it keep it fresh more exciting yeah yeah have a little bit more diversity than just watching some random you know, Honda Classic or something. Um, yeah, we're like Dane really is the only person really getting up for that. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> but yeah, all in all, it's a fun tournament to watch. I, I I love that they always do it during March Madness. Obviously, that's uh, intentional. Um, but kind of makes it more fun to have both match play events going on or bracket challenges going on. Um, this is the first year in a while that we did not do a bracket for the WGC at work, which I was bummed about. I've never done a bracket for that. It's pretty fun. We should have. I know. We're idiots. Would have been smart. I blame Dane. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's got to be Dane's fault. I'm sure Dane would have some sort of catchphrase to text me. How do you be (laughs) if he was hearing this live right now? Dane, I don't know if you guys know this about Dane, but Dane's kind of an old soul. I hate that catchphrase, but he really (laughs) is. Um, (laughs) He's just... Uh, he likes to say random little sayings here and there, and they don't always work, but there are a few of them that really make me angry. Uh, he says, jealousy is a stinky cologne a lot. Throws that one out there he, often. He In times where I'm not jealous at all. Yeah. Like the other day he was talking to me. I was inviting him to come play golf, and he said that he uh, 
will likes to play for free or something like that because he's a caddy and he gets on it uh, to play for free a lot. Um, and so I was like, all right, cool. Well, just come play with me anyways. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I was like, I don't care. I just want you to come play golf with me. Right. And he's like, well, jealousy is a stinky cologne. I was like, it's not, I'm not jealous of your free no, golf, like, dude. I, do I work this had nothing to do with your free golf. golf. <laughs> this had to do with me wanting you to golf with me today. Yes, like right exactly. now. Like, what, what am I jealous of you not playing that's great. golf? That's Monday. It doesn't make any sense. You know what? Okay. The other day we're talking about Alexander Gustafson. Uh, UFC light heavyweight, and uh, I was saying like we were just talking about how he's in kind of a weird situation because he's lost to Daniel Cormier and he's lost to John Jones, but other than that, I feel like he kind of beats everybody else in the division. And he's the number two or three ranked guy there, and everybody between like three and eight is booked for a fight. And I was like, yeah, so it just wouldn't make any sense for him to like fight the number ten ranked opponent <laughs> because that's a huge risk for no gain. And Dane texted me, you got to risk it for the biscuit, and made me want to kill him. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ever say, you got to risk it for the biscuit. Why? Dane, I hope you're risking it for the biscuit (laughs) tonight. Yeah, the biscuit being fucking chlamydia. Dude, sure. (laughs) If you come back with some chlamydia, that's proof. Worth it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, uh, that would that would be proof that's, enough. That's just as good as a <laughs> as a video, in my opinion. Perhaps better. Um, another one he likes to throw out there a lot uh, when he's talking about things that are very unlikely to happen. He likes to say, "I've got a better chance at being six foot tall." Now, for <laughs> those of you who don't know Dane, uh, he's what four foot eight. Uh, in in like Doc Martens, maybe. <laughs> Dane's a solid five five. He'll tell you he's five nine. Um so he's somewhere in the middle of but that. But either way, yes, he has no chance of being six feet tall, neither do I. Um but what oh, come on, man. What that's such an old man saying. I know. <laughs> I feel like these are like things he his dad re- might say to him that he just realized all the time. Like he must have like spent a whole lot of time with his grandparents growing <laughs> up or something like that. Like his grandpa's out <laughs> doing yard work in in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Like, oh, Dane, you gotta risk it for the biscuit. <laughs> Talking about like using a weird form of lawn care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he might have actually been talking about baking biscuits. I don't know what they do in he Iowa. Could have been talk yeah, baking bi- <laughs> yeah, biscuits are probably a huge thing in Iowa. What do you I mean, if that was like, if you were like, uh, what, like a, a Rolling Stone covers no moss or whatever, whatever that saying is, like that's a saying that's like based on a true fact, right? A Rolling Stone gathers no moss, whatever. What? Who? Who do you think was like cooking biscuits for the first time? Was like, oh, I'm gonna try this new p- Pam cooking oil. You gotta risk it for the biscuit. <laughs> or like. <laughs> The hungry dad is like, oh, honey, what, like, holy, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of him, like, opening up the oven and just being like, well, you got to risk it <laughs> for the biscuit, like, and grabbing a biscuit before it. it's Too hot. even been taken out of the oven or something like that. Um, yeah, any one of those could be the... the <laughs> I'm thinking, like... Point. An overweight white guy with like a wife beater. Just, I think I would imagine more just sitting at home then. Yeah, <laughs> just staring at his biscuits being cooked, and they're not like fully risen yet. Just grabs a handful of them. Okay, and then the last one that Dane often often says, and listeners, you guys tell me you guys can agree with this. Is is there anything that makes you want to punch a hole through the back of somebody's head more? <laughs> Than when they tell you to relax. <laughs> There'll be times where we're just talking shit and Dane will text me to relax. And I immediately, no matter what I'm doing, stand up and go, clenched jaw. Like, <laughs> makes me want to kill just him. Just tense, <laughs> just tighten and tense everything. And yeah, nothing makes people relax less than being told to relax or chill out. Oh. Calmer than you are. That's like if you. I'm not a very hostile guy. I got a pretty even keel. I like to think. I don't have much of a temper these days. Um, I feel like that's like you might as well 
slap me backhand with a glove and challenge me to a duel <laughs> if you're going to tell me to relax. <laughs> glove slapping. Yeah, you, have you ever seen that episode of uh, The Simpsons when Homer, like, th- realizes that you can, like, challenge people to a duel by doing that? And so he's, like, <laughs> goes around with his glove and is slapping all these people in the glove face with one challenge. And everybody's, like, I don't want a duel, whatever. And then some, like, he, like, does it to some country western guy that accepts his challenge for a duel <laughs> and then it might even be the simpsons movie now that i think about it. i can't remember um yeah i don't know yeah i don't know i don't even know how we got off on this tangent but oh dane this is all said with love i love you very much yeah dude don't tell do. me to relax i kill you dude definitely risk it for the biscuit <laughs> tonight you got Please this do. man um and then uh the only other thing going on in the golf world right now is, um, oh, what's up, Louie? There's a horse in Chuck's studio apartment, for those of you that don't know. Yeah, he's like a, he's like a, more of a horse bear, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, he has like the nimbleness of a, well, actually, he's pretty clumsy. Bears, I hear, are pretty nimble. I've never That's come true. across one, thankfully. Oh, I have, many times in the wild. Um... Tony Romo is playing uh, his first ever professional tournament at the Corrales Punta Cana Resort and Club Championship. And he better savor the second round. (laughs) I mean, he had a couple moments out there. He came out swinging pretty well. Well, He was even for a while, yeah. He was even for the first 12 holes. Wow. I think he went bogey-bogey and birdie-birdie or something like that. Um, I I mean, it's crazy to think that, like, a guy who's been in so many high-pressure situations, you know, obviously being an NFL quarterback, that's a crazy amount of pressure. Week in, week out, you do it for years. and then, But I just feel like golf is, like, so different. And it's, like, not only that, but you're kind of drawing a mass amount of attention to yourself by switching sports. Like, all eyes are on you, right? Oh, yeah. Um, because everybody, I think everybody, nobody wants you to succeed, I feel like. I think there I mean, are plenty of people that want him to succeed. In I think golf? I think it'd be a good story. People would be intrigued or interested. Like, Maybe. Yeah, like, like there are plenty of people that are just like me. They're like <laughs> five <laughs> over. That's great. Like, but I don't know. I just feel know. like there's more like more, especially like actual like guys playing in that tournament too are all probably like fuck this guy. Oh yeah, right? I'm sure all the all the regulars on the PG and it, unless maybe some of the guys who are like veterans on tour who've been around a while like just want to get to know the guy and hang out with him. Totally, but, but I feel like they're like, "Ah, it's cute. You think you can actually do our sport." Like it's like when uh yeah, like CM Punk, the WWE guy comes over to the UFC, right? Gets absolutely mauled in his first and only fight. And I feel like People are like, yeah, it's nice to give you a chance, but like, this is real, real yeah. fucking fighting. This isn't golf with your weekend buddies. I understand you might be a scratch golfer when you're just hanging out, playing your private course that you're, you know, your home course you've played a million times, but this is fucking real competitive golf. We've got hundreds of people watching and it's live on TV and you're actually competing. And now it's like a huge news story. Who hear the highlights of that Loyola Chicago game. I don't know. I mean, look, look, I, I prefer he did well. I think it's, and it's, uh, we've kind of had this discussion before. Like, um, I think it's good for golf. It, I mean, who on earth would care about the Corrales Punta Cana Resort and Club Championship off tournament if Tony Romo wasn't playing in it? So that's I, maybe Dane. I, I wouldn't be paying any attention to it because match play is more intriguing as an event in and of itself. But I noticed that the field in here is actually pretty good. In the, Punta Cana Resort? Yeah, the Punta Cana. Um, yeah, there's like, uh, I'm trying to, like, Graham McDowell. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, there are a bunch of others. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I promise. Either I way, can't though, remember. I, it's like, it's like. I thought there were more memorable. Graham McDowell, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I love Graham McDowell. I'm not going to tune in to watch him play no, some random ass I. tournament. That I swear there were a lot of other people that I... Uh, Dickie Pride. I mean, love the name. No idea who he is. No idea who he is. I, you can't go by Dickie. Jim Furyk. There we go. Uh, Sabatini. I love good old Beaky. Um, Angel Cabrera. Hey, if your name is Dickie Pride, Dickie Pride, if you're listening right now, 
go ahead and drop the Y on that first name. Yeah, dude. You got to go by Dick Pride, Have right? Have some full pride. Yeah, I mean, consider, yeah, I don't know. I, why, why would you ruin a beautiful name like that? Like, I just, I don't know anybody who would go, who would want to just go by Dickie. If you, dude, if your name is Dickie Pride and you've got a bad dick, that is the most unfortunate oh thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Like, how would you live in your own skin? I got to imagine if that was the case, though, he'd be going by Richard. Yeah. So, stand proud, Dickie. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Drop the Y, though. All right. Well, that's all about all I care about for golf. Yeah, me too. Um. Okay. Dane couldn't have picked a worse time to be gone because there isn't shit going on in the MMA world, but we have a few headlines that I managed to scrape together. Um. This one I just thought was unbelievable. So... Cam Soda Legends. Cam Soda, I think, is this is the uh, website. What the hell is Cam Soda? Um, not my area of expertise here. Not my. Uh, uh, there's too much free porn out there for me to pay for anything. But Cam Soda is a uh, webcam girl website, right? One of those ones where you can like. <laughs> You can like watch, you know, you watch girls play with themselves or whatever, and then like as they're doing it, like I, I guess the concept is that you can donate coins or something, uh, or like okay. you donate money while they're doing stuff to entice them to, to like, do more, more stuff, like kinkier stuff. Yeah, 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 exactly. So they start off oh, like, like in, you know, in like how much lingerie, is it cost to put it in the butt? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like oh, hey, ten dollars. Yeah. Okay. Um. So they're taking this concept. And this website is putting on uh, an MMA fight. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're going to be streaming an MMA fight in Fort Lauderdale. I forget. Uh, I can't pull it up right now. That's in Florida. Yes, of course it's in Florida. Obviously, Fort Lauderdale. Uh, where Florida is like not really part of the U.S., I feel like. All the crazy shit happens in Florida. Yeah, Florida man, man. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> do you follow him on Twitter or whatever? That guy <laughs> no, on? I should. It's about all the crazy shit that goes down in Florida. Anyways, but yeah. Um, but there's uh, it's two ex-UFC fighters in the headliner. Like, they're guys with Nate Rico Rodriguez. Rico Suave Rodriguez versus somebody they can't remember. Um, but it's like, there's some legitimate fighters in it. Okay. Uh, and then all of the ring card girls are cam girls that currently work for Cam Soda. Okay. They will be available by donation after the fight for to provide company. <laughs> nice. And then they're using the same mold, if you will, of where you can donate to girls to do to incentivize them to do more things for the fighters. So you can stream this fight live as it's going on and you can donate money to try and get fighters to do things in the octagon based on your donation. So the largest donations, like you can, like Charles Crazy Horse Bennett is fighting. In oh, Columbia he got 50 cents for a jab. <laughs> you like. can literally do like, I'll donate $100 to see Charles Bennett throw a spinning back fist into a take down and go for a heel hook or something and if you donate enough or I, I don't i don't know exactly how it's going to play out but they're going to tell them in between rounds what people are donating for them to do and then they're supposed to try and do it in the in the fight that's fucking stupid <laughs> dumbest shit i've ever heard it's literally the dumbest crap i've ever fucking heard I don't know. Yes, it is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life, but I really want to watch to see how it plays out. Like, I hope that fails just <laughs> epically. I hope it's the new UFC, dude. I think it'd be awesome if you could, like... Oh, no, I'm just saying, like, the voting part of it. No. <laughs> like, the voting for the back heel, whatever the fuck. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I uh, I just, I have, like, the, a fight is so crazy and, like, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could... You can technically go for whatever you want, but it seems dangerous to attempt like an, an, a spinning back fist into a spinning heel kick into a Iminari roll just because somebody tipped you five bucks. I don't know. 
It should be, uh, I, I don't know. I'll tell you what, April 26th, I'm tuning in. So you, so like your corner only sees what people are <laughs> like betting on I for you? I think that you. like there's probably, it's probably not your corner. It's probably like uh, there's probably somebody there that's like watching the site as it's going on and then they tell the corner in between rounds. Ooh, imagine if you could like hack into the system and so the, then you know what the other person's been uh, getting donated on. I wonder what. It's MMA like, ooh, I know there. I need to watch yeah. out for that back heel. <laughs> It's going to be coming this round. Made yeah. a thousand bucks. I don't know how this is going to work out, but I'm excited to see. April 26th streaming, uh, <laughs> Cam Soda Legends. Um, yeah, I don't know. Tune in with me. I mean, it's going to be fun to make fun of. I mean, of. this event sounds like the headline should be Florida Man. We might have to do a live podcast during it. Florida Man <laughs> creates MMA event. I wouldn't be surprised if the headliner was like, yeah, Florida man versus like an actual alligator. <laughs> Great. Um, or like two people that have broken out of some sort of Florida prison. Or like two it should be two people that could either spend the night in like an Orlando drunk tank or compete in this event. Just crazy as shit. Wait, All so- medaffodiled out. What was that? Oh, bath salts. <laughs> Oh, yeah, like that naked guy who was eating people's faces off yeah. or whatever. Yeah, dude, of course that happened in Florida. Yeah, that well, was in Florida, Florida is, I mean, look, I, hey, I love Florida. I've been, you know, my, obviously my grandparents live there because they have to. <laughs> um, but I've been, you know, nothing, I got nothing wrong with Florida. But Florida is Because that's where old fucking, people have to live. <laughs> what is that? What is, some can be, it might be Seinfeld. Somebody has a joke about, like, my grandparents move there because they have to, and that's where they have to die. I don't. I don't fucking remember. It's stupid. Um, I'm on the website with just a ton of Florida man. Uh, <laughs> but dude, Florida is like. I think they've been working on it since then. But um, basically, the whole prescription drug problem. Like, I'm sure that there's parts of it that span from like New Mexico and stuff. But uh, most of it came from Florida because the, they don't have like a statewide. Um, tracking system for the for prescription drugs so you could literally get a prescription from your doc you know you go to your doctor you say hey i've got uh depression or whatever um or, or anxiety and then you go you take your he writes your prescription for xanax and then you take it to um uh you can take it to one prescription get it filled go to a prescription next door get it filled go to a prescription next door get it filled or same thing for like oxycotton right that's like the biggest problem you just say like yeah i've got back pain or whatever and they'll write your so prescription they, like, no problem take Dude. the script and there's like uh there's like these pharmacies that'll give you these drugs more than there are dispensaries out here like it's insane like they've got like really like you know how all the dispensaries now in like denver magazines and stuff always have ads that are like join our become our client and we'll give you four ounces for 400 bucks or you know they have all these yeah, deals yeah. there's pharmacies in florida like all of them hundreds of them that have ads in papers like that that are like 25 dollars off your oxycontin prescription <laughs> like it's fucked this up. month only yeah. come in today <laughs> exactly like those giant going like hotcakes <laughs> uh like cars <laughs> car do you want to look places. like this <laughs> yeah um, there is a really good documentary about it, uh, by this lady who I love, Mariana Von Zeller, I believe her name is. What do you um, love most about her? Um, she's just an excellent reporter. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, she really, um, you know, she, she's very thorough. Your heart just has a big, <laughs> big spot for, for reporters. I have a heart on for her. Um, but she did a really good documentary called the Oxycodone Express. And, uh, it's just like, it shows like, it's so fucked up, dude. It's like this, this first, train like, with a bunch hour. of deadbeats. <laughs> dude, basically well, what it is, is like everybody will go down to Florida and get a prescription and then fill it up and they'll get thousands of pills, like, like gallon Ziploc bags filled with Xanax and Oxycontin and all this shit. And then they just drive it to other parts. They drive it up to Kentucky yeah. and New York and the, and south and the Carolinas. And, yeah, they sell it all. That's, like, a huge reason why we have now a massive meth problem and prescription drug problem in the U.S. It's, like, yeah. a lot of that stems from Florida. Um, Thanks, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners, let me know if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure about all of this. 
Um, He's got to be right. Yeah. I don't know. It's fucked up, man. It's like, I was thinking about this the other day, and I feel the same way about, because I, 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 sometimes I have an addictive personality, right? I get, like, super into things. Um, I'm glad prescription drugs was never one of those things. Yeah. Like, dude, I was sure. thinking about this the other day. I was walking. This is getting way off topic, but who cares? Um, I was walking. I just heard something. Maybe it was, like, a My Favorite Murders. Something about... Uh, Shout out. I love My Favorite Murder. Yeah, yeah. Um, Karen Kilgariff and uh, Georgia Hardstark. If you guys ever want to do a collab podcast, please let us know. I know you guys are super into sports. Um, but I was I was listening to something, and it was talking about, uh, it might have been like John Wayne Gacy or, or like a pedophile or, oh. or something, something along yeah. those lines. And I was walking down the street. Uh, I was walking home from work, and I saw this uh, very large elderly woman right she's probably like 60 years old not in shape not attractive like very tall also no not but not short either okay um just just pretty pretty portly yeah very portly got a got a couple ham hocks on her (laughs) um so she was walking down the sidewalk i'm walking opposite ways and she's holding the hand of what i would imagine would be her granddaughter who is a a Adorable little ah, four to six year old, something like that, little girl. So it skips a generation. <laughs> I guess. Maybe it's just a late bloomer kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I was walking down the street and I was like, I am so lucky that my brain is just wired to where I am still more attracted to the 60 year old, <laughs> you know, lady or whatever than I, like, oh I'm just like, God. it's, it's a good than I am to the little girl. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's like, I'm not trying to make any fucking pedophile excuses but like there's obviously something wrong with your brain if that's what you're into and i just feel like it's like i, I mean either you were touched when you were a little kid right that's like a, like the biggest common denominator one, yeah. or you literally have like a wiring wrong in your brain and like i was just thinking it's it's, it's a lot of cases it's just fucking luck that like that's, that's you know <laughs> what i mean lack thereof we should say well luck that you're not yeah. attracted to that okay. yeah, yeah yeah i don't know I don't know. I don't know where we've gone with this. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, back to uh, MMA back, news. Let's stop talking about children. <laughs> uh, okay, I am very clearly saying I am against touching kids. Okay. We want to make that very, that very the, clear. The Stay at home fans podcast is unanimously against anything that has to do with pedophiles. We do not stand for that shit. Um. So Ronda Rousey came out with this video. Right. Lousy Ronda Rousey. Dude, she. So she's. Uh, she showed up at, uh, the WWE Raw, um, event the other weekend. It sounds like, uh, like WWE had a partnership with that, uh, spy cam or whatever. <laughs> cam sodas. <laughs> cam sodas, whatever. Um. Raw. WWE Raw. <laughs> <laughs> you should be able to donate. Live donate during WWE events to, to do things. If anything, <laughs> yeah, though, that makes sense. It would be that. That would make the most <laughs> sense. Absolutely. Um. Anyway, so Ronda, so so she comes out. Ronda, you've been paid ten thousand dollars to start crying and run off, run out of the out oh, of the I ring. Feel like she just does that anyways. Right. Yeah, she does that for free. Um. So she comes out. So she came out with this video. Uh. It's kind of a promotional video for her, like training for WWE Raw. Uh, kind of making a little bit of a comeback, and and it does, yeah, man. So, a big complaint about Ronda Rousey, especially like in the MMA world, is that she's just she was she's never really addressed what happened in her MMA career, right? She like she doesn't want to talk. Her in her last interview with Ramona Shelburne, Ramona asked her about it, and she just like got all solemn and looked off camera, and then was like, I don't want to talk about this right now, and. Uh, I think a lot of people have lost a lot of respect for her because there are a lot of MMA greats that have lost. George St. Pierre, Daniel Cormier. Cormier, yeah. Um, guys that will come immediately out and say, this is what happened. McGregor. Uh, I was the worst. Like. Yeah, yeah, McGregor against Diaz. Um, saying, look, the other guy was the better man tonight. I'm going to gather my shit, and I'm going to go back to the drawing board, and I'm going to come back better. That is what you should do, especially as a champion, as a role model for millions of little girls. Like... I, as somebody in such the spotlight and then for her to go out on these losses and just hide from everybody, you know, she lost a lot of fans and a lot of credit. Um, so 
in this little promotional video, um, she does kind of talk about it for a second. She says after her last loss in MMA, she felt like God hated her, and then she starts crying, and then they just move on for it. Okay. I don't know. Like, part of me is like, okay, you're making a step in the right direction by at least addressing it a little bit, but, like, it just feels so contrived. Like, it just feels like they are like, okay, okay, now say that God hated you and then cry a little bit and then we'll film it from two different angles and then It was like she had a political person, like, yeah. in her earpiece <laughs> yeah, exactly. just being like, all right, this is how we're going to make it sound like we're actually talking about your UFC career Yeah, when we're not actually going to do that. We're actually not going to talk about that at all, but... All of these people are going to eat this shit up, so let's do this. Yeah, 100%. And it's like, I wish, I don't know, either like don't address it and just keep ignoring it and keep going forward with your WWE career or just come out and talk about it like a person. Like, don't make like some weird ad campaign. I know. I don't know. It just bothers me. Um, yeah, I'm over her. Yeah, I don't it's know. It's too bad because I freaking loved her when she was on top of the world in I the know. UFC. I will say we were watching that promo and like it did kind of make me miss the days of her just being i don't know it's just like it's tough in the ufc right now with look there's i i there's so many fighters that i absolutely love but as far as superstardom goes very lacking right now um and that is basically what the ufc is built on is having superstars yeah and so when you know when they're not doing well it's just they don't put on as good as fights and it's kind of a trickle down effect yeah i mean um you know, you've got Cyborg, who's uh, an absolute superstar right now, but she has nobody competing against her. So it's like... It's also like... Yeah, that makes it it's tough. It's like, who's going to be the bobblehead doll in front yeah. of her fists? Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Um, but I don't know. Like, when Ronda Rousey and McGregor were both, you know, for the couple months that they were both kind of still on top together... Um, uh, like I do. How do they do that? <laughs> it's a very athletic move. That is uh, um, years of jujitsu. Yeah, you've got to be pretty limber. I've got to imagine if you both on top. When they were both still in their superstardom, um, like UFC news was on ESPN all the time. Like it was on, you know, covers of magazines and and all over Yahoo's front page, whatever. And like I had guys that I know don't usually watch MMA at all coming up to me all the time asking me like what's going to happen with Floyd and Connor and and who is this Nate Diaz guy that's like the that's giving the double middle fingers after beating Connor and like um you know and like people were like excited to go to fight nights and stuff yeah. and now it's like you know I don't I, I like watching fights by myself too but like in general I have to like sell my friends on fucking hanging out to watch the fights now because there's just nobody that anybody cares about yeah, it's pretty dry right now. Yeah, it's rough. I mean, you know, for a casual fan. But there's um, a pretty good fight coming up, though. There is, in my opinion, the best card of the year coming up. Um, speaking of promos, let's flip the coin. Uh, these are some promos that I actually really like. So the UFC, so UFC 223 is coming up. Uh, Tony Ferguson versus Habib Nurmagomedov. And Rose Namahunas versus Joanna young Dreichek, uh in a rematch for the strawweight title. Um, they came out with two just little 30-second pr- promos. Um, one uh, was of Rose Namahunas, and she's, like, playing the piano in the background while Joanna young Dreichek is um, talking about how much she wants her belt back. She's playing some sort of waltz or something. Um, really, really talented piano. Awesome, yeah. And then uh, the other one is, like, this clock ticking, and it's talking about Habib time which is it's something that all these crazy Russian Habib fans have started uh, as, like, a social media move. <laughs> and basically, like, every... It'll be, like, a post about, like, Eddie Alvarez and Kevin Lee, and there'll just be, like, a thousand Habib time comments on it. Habib <laughs> time! Just comment on everything. What I love is that, like... They're just a bunch like, of Russian troll bots. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, automated. Um... What I love is that, like, the UFC gets a lot of flack for not promoting the individuality of the fighters. Um, and I felt like these two promos were really good. Like, Habib time is something 
very individual to Habib, obviously, but it's like something that's like, it's kind of been an ongoing joke. It's something that's come up in, uh, you know, the MMA zeitgeist quite a lot. Um, and Rose Namahunas is really that good at piano. She's, yeah. she's actually playing that. And I think it's cool to like kind of give these promos that touch on a little bit more personal into some of these fighters. Definitely. It's nice. It's like, I wish they would do that with golf. You know what I mean? As we were talking about earlier. I really agree with that. I mean, golf is just, I don't know, like these guys need to go so far out of their way to like make them like to learn anything about them really as a human. Like for the longest time, we didn't know anything about Tiger Woods. We knew he was like married to that blonde chick, whatever her name was, Elin Nordegren. Um, but we didn't know that he was banging like <laughs> thousands of women all over the Dude, place. Like we didn't they... know like anything about his actual personal life or any of his other interests other than golf, yeah. other than just being <laughs> intimidating, <laughs> like making men have to change their trousers after walking by, not because they're getting off, because yeah. they're like shitting themselves yeah. in fear. Like, yeah, no, totally. Like, I just feel like. Like, um, the UFC cut a really good promo for John Jones when he had his last rematch against DC and it showed him like in court and being arrested and like talking shit to the cops and then like doing community service and building himself back up and all this stuff. And like, yeah, there might not be as big of personalities in golf, but like, I don't know, cut promos like that with Tiger. You know what I mean? Show like... Show his rehab. Yeah, exactly. Like, Show it, like, make us care. I mean, you know, Tiger's kind of a weird example because everybody cares about him. But, like, you could do the same thing with DJ. You could have... You could do the same thing with, like, Jason Day had a really shitty childhood for a lot of parts of it. I know he had, like, a brutally alcoholic father that used to hit him on the golf course when he missed a shot. Shit like that. Like, show cuts of Jordan Spieth freaking out on the golf course. Yeah, you know like, what, I what mean? motivates you? Like, what... Like, like tell the stories of the show, like Ricky Fowler, like how much he's done for the youth generation of golf and like how and show him riding dirt bikes and shit like that. Like, I wonder if the reason they don't do they don't do that is because then like all the other golfers on tour are probably like, well, what about me? Like, well, like, yeah, but fuck it. It's like you got to you got to get to that level to have that promotion. That's the yeah. same. The, the, the MMA fighters have the same problem all the time. And it's like. You got to make a name for yourself. Yeah, exactly. And then win some tournaments. You know. Win a big tournament or something like that. Yeah. Like, be in contention a lot. I don't know. I just feel like, like, as people that watch golf a lot, like, yes, there's a lot of golfers that I like, but it's like, I love I love Tommy Fleetwood, but I don't know shit about Tommy Fleetwood. I, would I don't love know to hear... shit about any of the golfers. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, Phil has kids, like, and, <laughs> like, arthritis. The only reason I know that so is because of those... shit about Phil's gambling those, problems. Oh, yeah, yeah, and gambling, <laughs> and he likes to, like evade taxes or insider trade or something like that yeah because he got you know investigated by the fbi for that or like, something tell like that. us those stories though but yeah it's like, so much more interesting I, I don't know i feel like it would like like you want to bring golf into a bigger crowd and a younger crowd and everything make it so we care about the players yeah make us give us something to attach ourselves to the players other yeah. than just their fucking swing <laughs> like you know who i hate on tour Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah. Screw that guy because his swing is ugly as hell. I don't want to look at it. It like hurts my eyes. Like even though he hits the ball where he wants to, like way more often than I do, his swing is so it's like Well, it's weird because he's got his clubs all cut the same. It's length. like vomit inducing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's that bad. It's so freaking I don't hate weird. Bryson DeChambeau as much as everybody else does. I get he's kind of a dick, but uh I like that he's trying new things. I loved laughing at him when he was doing that side saddle putting. Did you see that shit? No. <laughs> oh my god! He was basically putting like he was playing polo. He had the like he made the, he had the special putter where it was like a mallet on both sides. Yeah. And he would like he would stand facing the hole and then have the ball off to the side and basically like polo it towards the hole and wasn't doing great with it. Why but wouldn't I, he go in between the legs? That's a good question. So any that's shot? Like more like right in between your eyes. I don't know. That's a good point. But I don't know, but I like that he's trying new things. I don't know. I don't know. The guy's like swing is just, <laughs> like I said, it induces vomit. I like, like his cabbie hat. I don't like that hat either. <laughs> the hat looks so well, stupid But I mean, dude, him. but that's like, I like that it, he's at least bringing some aspect of like a character yeah, he's you like a cartoon I mean? character. Even if, dude, even if everybody hates Bryson DeChambeau, at least it's like not just 
a fucking like Emilio Grano or whatever that like nobody knows anything about. They could do a really funny like self-deprecating commercial about Bryson DeChambeau. It's like not only is his uh, swing extremely ugly, but and then go through things in his life that are also really ugly. So is his dog. Like he's got one of those like hairless dogs that have like no teeth on one side, so the tongue sticks out to the like side. Like that dog in Daddy's Home. <laughs> no, I've never seen that. Great movie with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. No, he finds this dog in the alleyway. It's like all fucked up, and he, Mark Wahlberg brings it home and calls it Tumor. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, I don't know how old he is. I found him in the dumpster, but uh, he's probably like 15, so you won't have to deal with him for too long. And then they find out at the end of the movie the dog's only like three years old. <laughs> it's just all fucked up. Um, anywho, um, quick note. I know you're not going to have much to say about this, but there is a huge fight going on this weekend in the boxing world. Anthony Joshua is taking on uh, Joshua Parker Saturday night. Um, Anthony Joshua, the only reason this is kind of important Um He's, I mean, he's one of the, he's maybe the biggest star in boxing right now. He's definitely up there. Um, but he is, uh, he's a, in 2012, he won the Olympic gold medal and now he is the IBO, WEA, WBA, IBF, uh, heavyweight champion. Um, he's got a tough fucking fight against Parker this weekend. Um, but one, and he's 20 and 0 with 20 knockout victories. So pretty Dang. impressive guy. Uh, and he just looks like a super freak. Um, but apparently he has been in talks. He's a very kinky boy. Freak. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's, you know, he's got a camp soda <laughs> membership. Um, apparently he's been in talks with Dana White and said that if the price is right, he would be happy to fight in Zufa boxing. That's Remember, we huge. Talk, we talked about Zufa boxing a while ago. Um, but to have a star like that in a new promotion, um, you know, would be massive for kickstarting that thing. Um, and which I think would be awesome. I'm, I'm very prosy for boxing. We don't really know anything about it yet, but my biggest problem with boxing is somebody who is recently trying to get into it is that it's fucking possible to follow. And there's so many different organizations. It's very hard to know who's who's good i know know i mean um there's a million different like ibo or ibf wea cba yeah i don't know know if that's one but um (laughs) but uh but yeah i guess dana white and him have been talking and dana white will be in attendance at his fight on saturday and hopefully they can work something out um because i would love it if they could find a way to like have one boxing organization you know, that's kind of the Premier League. And if anybody could put that together, oh, I got faith in Dana. I mean, you get this one guy in there, then somebody's going to want to fight him too. Like, so you're basically guaranteed another fighter with this guy. If you get the if you get the biggest yeah. fish, like yeah, somebody's gonna, well, somebody who's good is going to want to go after him. Um, so heavyweight boxing is, is pretty exciting right now. And Deontay Wilder is a huge character. That in the dude game. just like throws a crazy punches he throws them yeah. so freaking hard <laughs> he's pretty reckless abandon absolutely um and he just won his last basically there was kind of a what they were assuming to be not officially by any means but a little bit of a four-man tournament going on and Deontay Wilder just knocked out his last opponent in the 10th round I believe and now I think the pressure's on Anthony Joshua and if he beats um Josh Parker uh, then they have to make Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua. Yeah. Which, if they could find a way to do that as one of the first fights in Zufa boxing, that'd be huge. It'd be fucking massive. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. See if there is anything. Um, obviously, it would have to be a pretty huge deal for Joshua. But I don't know. Could be cool. Boxing, though, like, doesn't it have the same rules everywhere? Or no? Yeah. Yeah, uh, to the best of my knowledge, yeah. Like, why can't the MMA just, like... <laughs> do that? It's not, like, it's, it's it's not, like, the UFC's rules. It's all the commissions in different states. But I Oh, think it's th- up to the states? Yeah. That's so fucking stupid. Yeah, it's Can we shit. write it's a like, bill dude, and send it to Congress? play football at Jerry's World, and all of a sudden a touchdown's worth 
nine points, and then you go play, you know, in San, Fran- San Francisco, and touchdowns worth four points. Like, everything is the same in every other sport. Yeah. So like, stupid, no matter where you play. What, like, how's the NFL, like, able to have... Like, imagine if the NFL had different pass interference rules yeah. from state to state. It's like, oh, like, but remember, we're in Wisconsin... <laughs> That's literally Where you what, can hold. That is like. exactly what MMA fighters and refs are dealing with. And it's like in a, in a sport where it's so dangerous and so much is on the line, not only, you know, career-wise, but health-wise, you think it would be the most important sport to have, you know, unified rules. You'd think. You would think. Um, last thing on here. Uh, so we do have... UFC 223 coming up. This is a bit of an off season for the UFC. There's um we've got no fights in the UFC this weekend and no fights in the UFC next weekend, but what we do have is five podcasts between including this one and UFC 223. Um so what I wanted to do was preview one fight from the main card uh for each podcast. Now, unfortunately, I thought of this idea this morning, so I did not have a ton of time to prepare. So um, this is off the cuff, <laughs> so too. I'm just going with uh, prior knowledge and a little bit of things I have pulled up on my computer. No, no, no. There's nothing pulled up on this computer. No, no, oh, my computer's broken. Um, but I do know that the opening fight for the UFC 223 main card is uh, Ally Quinta, Raging Ally Quinta versus Paul, the Irish Dragon Felder. Um, Felder, <laughs> don't you dare do this to me! <laughs> After you let me down so badly the other time, uh, I no longer want to hear you make that joke. Okay, I'll, I'll stop right there. <laughs> I feel like I just took away part of the essence of Chuck. No, it's okay. okay. I'll get you later um, when you're least expecting it. This is <laughs> least expecting it. I hardly, I got nothing. Um. Great matchup in the 155-pound division. Uh, Ally Quinta is a guy. It's kind of weird because Ally Quinta is a guy that has had a lot of problems with the UFC. Oh, I thought this. I thought his name was La Quinta. La Quinta. <laughs> no, I was like, oh, is he the hotel, hotel chain? No. <laughs> uh, it is very confusing, though. You know, capital I's and lowercase L's. They the look the same. Um, he's a guy. He's had some issues with the UFC. Um. Man, I can't remember exactly what he did. Something speaking out against. He got penalized for something to where he wasn't allowed to win a fight night bonus for like three or four fights, something like that. And he's been putting on great fights, fights that definitely should have won bonuses. And when you're, um, you know, when fighting is your career and you're, and you're not getting paid that much money, you're kind of in that middle tier. He must have done something pretty serious because, like, it might have been. They... I don't, it wasn't a drug, it wasn't a steroid thing. I know it that. It seems like they don't hold up like there are like no repercussions for breaking any rules in the UFC like you can be overweight and guarantee a victory for yourself and nothing happens you can you I know like it was more hit people like with illegal strikes and nothing happens like did he like say something about Dana White's mom or something okay hang on um declared him temporarily Okay, bear with us, listeners. Um, have to just like, God damn it, Chuck! Why did you uh, ask no, more just, about this? Just trying to remember, just just recall in, in the brain here. Um, <laughs> yeah, if, if you if you could just see where I am right now, Evan is just like he's got two fingers to the temple, and he is just in deep, intense thought right now, just going deep into the the synapses right now pulling out this info okay so oh, you found uh, it okay, yeah nice. <laughs> just says um that he was declared temporarily ineligible to receive fight night bonuses as punishment for a series of relatively minor infractions okay dude he should raise some beef with the ufc i don't know but he was a guy that like had had he was very upset when UFC uh, the sponsorship deal went by went through with Reebok because he lost a ton of money on that, and yeah. then because of that, he wanted to renegotiate his contract to be making what he was making with the sponsors, and obviously the UFC wouldn't let him do that. 
Um, so I think he just talked a bunch of shit about the UFC and, and Dana White and everything. Uh, but anyways, so we've got Ally Quinta on one hand. Um, and then on the very opposite end of that, we have Paul Felder, who is very much a UFC company man. He's uh, doing a lot of the broadcasting now, kind of on the smaller shows, but working his way up. It's something that he said that he wants to do in a career after fighting. Um, you know, good friends with the UFC brass. Um, so you kind of so have that. a huge brown nose. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I love Paul Felder. Um, hey, Dana, you want to go golfing this weekend? Dana, uh, I love talk about maybe getting me, uh, getting me a, you know, headlining spot on some fight. Maybe two twenty three. I don't know. I don't know if he's quite sucking the long dick of Dana White, but um, but I don't know. He's uh, he's definitely a company man. Um, and then Ally Quinta, just diehard uh, Long Island New Yorker, I believe. Definitely New York. I think he's from Long Island. Um, Iaquinta sounds like a... Yeah, just such a... So New York. And then Paul Felder is, like, so Philadelphia. <laughs> so it's a nice it's little rivalry water. there. I think he's training out of with Duke Rufus in Milwaukee currently. Um, but uh, but born and raised in Philadelphia. Trained there for most of his career with, uh, I think, Mark Henry for a long time. Um but either way, but this fight should be this is a great opening fight to the main card. Uh, both guys, Ali Quinta's boxing is ridiculously good. Hits super hard, super fast. And then, um, what does Felder have going for him? Felder is a very creative Muay Thai striker. So he throws a ton of spinning back fists, spinning elbows, um, a lot of work in the clinch. Like with you know when you got your arms like wrapped around somebody's neck, a lot of okay. knees and stuff. Um, but both guys just have incredible highlight reels of awesome knockouts and finishes and everything. Um, Ally Quinta is coming off of a huge knockout over Diego Sanchez and Paul Felder, uh, is on a three fight knockout streak, um, over Alessandro Ricci, Stevie Ray, and Charles Oliveira. Uh, all, I mean, all. It's just he's so fun to watch. His fight, Paul Felder's fight versus Edson Barboza, is one of my favorite fights of all time. Uh, just a bloody war, which is always great to see. Um, Edson Barboza. I'm trying to remember who that <laughs> is. You know Barboza. He's got the nastiest switch kicks in the game. Um, he's the guy that just lost to Habib. Got absolutely mauled by a Habib. Oh, but yeah. is an absolute savage. Other than that. Dude, Habib um, is just a he's a he's just a savage. Yeah. No, I I can't wait for that fight. But that preview will be coming in a few weeks. Uh other than that, I think that about does it for everything I had to say this week. We got a little off the rails this week. I like it. I do too. <laughs> yeah. Creative liberty. Much more conversational. Um you know, if you only listen to this podcast for Dane, then uh fuck out of here yeah don't listen to this one we don't want you listening anyway no (laughs) no no please listen and actually please follow and if you do all of that what's just one more thing like just give us some comments too come on yeah if you could um yeah rate review and subscribe yeah that'd be great as dane says rss (laughs) nope rrs remember though (laughs) that's what dane said (laughs) fucked it up Oh, Dane, we love you. I hope you're listening all the way to Dane, the end of this and didn't turn it off in the let's middle. Let's see, Dane. It's eleven twenty nine right now. Hopefully, he'll Nashville. still want to do the podcast on Tuesday. Oh man, we're I, cheering for you. I hope. Uh, I hope you're you're about to get lucky, or are in the middle of getting lucky, or just got lucky. Probably a little early to just get lucky. Maybe. Um, I mean, if there's one thing I got to say to him. You gotta risk it for the biscuit. Yeah, gotta risk it and for that biscuit. <laughs> yeah, then uh, th- then make sure to relax afterwards. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, now I'm actually worried because I'm going out of town. <laughs> oh yeah, so I'm gonna, gonna be the downfall. I, I'm gonna be gone week. for two. <laughs> so I. I get to get railed on for two straight podcasts. Hey, on, as uh, I had said last podcast if you don't talk shit about your friends you ain't shit yeah no and so you know my favorite thing to do it's gonna be uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be great it's gonna be great listening to you guys flounder around (laughs) you know for half hour to an hour but uh either way everyone thanks again for listening um 
please follow us on uh, on what is it, SoundCloud. We'll be in the uh, uh, iTunes Store and Google Play Store real soon. Um, also, keep a lookout for our social media. It's at Stay at Home Fans Twitter and Instagram. Um, nope. Twitter is Stay at Home Chuck. Oh yeah, yeah. Stay at Home Evan. Are we gonna do a Stay at Home Fans one too? No. Yeah, that's too much work. I hate work. That's why we do this. All right. Well, thanks again for listening, everyone. Have a great great night.